So it's like, can I give my family something that will last after I'm gone? Even like an income from retirement, that's taxed. Now with my real estate, because of all these tax breaks, I basically pay no taxes on it legally. I tell my accountant, I'm like, this can't be right. I have no taxes this year on all this money. Yeah, none. I'm like, I don't know. I'm afraid someone's knock on the door and come get me. But it's all legally done. You're listening to the Expertish Podcast. Be sure to head over to iTunes or Spotify and tell Jay what you thought about this episode. Expertish is where you can learn how to invest from those who have, those who are, and have some fun along the way. Are you ready to start? All right, today's episode of Expertish Podcast, we've got Nick Cooper with us. Hey, Nick, how's it going, man? Doing pretty well. Thanks for having me today. Yeah, awesome. Thanks for taking the time and coming over and uh, recording this. And In person. Uh, yeah, in person, right? Like, it kind of feels good to, yeah. to be around people. A real now, person. Huh? Yeah, right? <laughs> Not on the Zoom or Microsoft Teams or Google Meets. Yeah, exactly. Like, they, I'm all Zoomed out, man. Like, if I don't see Zoom for a couple of weeks, that would be kind of cool. That's why you sent that out. I was like, you want to do it over Zoom? I'm like, you live in San Diego? I'll, I'll meet you. Dude, that, it was actually a relief to me, too, because, you know, we still give those options yeah. and stuff, you know, and, and also to people time constraints. Some people already, you know, they have whatever, you know, older, older people around them or whatever the case is. So when you're like, yeah, I'll come there. And I'm like, oh, thank God, man, people in person. That's I know, like, right? It's a big treat <laughs> right now. <laughs> true, true. So tell us a little bit of your background. I mean, I know it, but just so everyone else does and how we got connected. And actually, I don't even know. Yeah, right so now. it was like through a few people. It was a few, few chain. people. Yeah. Like, it's almost like six degrees of, yeah. of Kevin Bacon here. So I think that for me, I'm a 21 year uh, helicopter pilot in the Navy. So joined just right after college, did uh, OCS. So for you guys that don't know, OCS is like officer candidate school. It's kind of like boot camp for officers. And then I went right in and flew helicopters. And I started in kind of my journey in real estate started with me. Like most people in the military, you go somewhere, you buy a house and then eventually you have to move somewhere. So by default, I became a landlord. So that's where my journey of real estate started. I thought initially it would just be a house I'd live in. I couldn't sell it. So I started renting it out and managing it myself. Right on. And you managed uh, your first one at absentee? I did absentee, so I moved to Virginia okay. and I managed that from afar. So I had two properties here in San Diego that, gotcha. uh, that I bought a townhouse. I bought one when I was an ensign, mm-hmm. so brand new. And then I bought another one as a lieutenant, like a five bedroom house up in uh, Scripps Ranch, which is a nice area in San Diego. Right, right. So how did, and how that turned out, they rented pretty well. Huh? Uh, I think that the townhouse did pretty well. I bought it pretty low in the market mm-hmm. and then it, you know, 2002 went way up. I thought I was a genius, you know, like right. everyone else did. Uh, and then, so if you think you're really smart at something, what do you do? Yeah. You buy another yeah, buy one another one. And you yep. double down and be like, I'm, I'm doing this again. Mm-hmm. So I bought another one high to the market. So 2006, seven hit and then it crashed. So mm-hmm. I was around for that crash and just that pain that you feel with, you know, something on paper was worth 300 K then it's 600 K and you're back down to 300 K. Right. So it's like, even though you never sold it, you just kind of feel that pain. Right. Right. And, uh, trying to sell it at that time, being stuck with it. And I think that it was a uh, kind of got me burned a bit, man, on real estate mm-hmm. for a while. So I moved to Virginia. I had to rent out the places. So I was losing money out every month and just kind of like it was like the death of a thousand cuts, man. Yeah. You know, it's just like the properties being managed. You're, you're not getting my mortgage isn't my my rents aren't covering the mortgage. Mm-hmm. So San Diego, as you guys know, is, is a very 
expensive area. Mm -hmm. So that's what I realized is that, you know, I'm not doing something right, but I was going to, so I was at a squadron that was deployed a lot for five years. So I didn't have much time to really do that and take all my attention onto that. Right. So from there I left, come back to San Diego, realized like, huh, I listened to a podcast and this is, you know, five years later and I was doing the back of the napkin math, you know, income expenses. Yeah. And I'm like, what am I doing? This isn't a business. This isn't making any money. Right. Like this is dumb. So my girlfriend now fiance at the time is like, wait, what you're selling your place. I'm like, yeah, babe, it makes no money. Like this doesn't make any money. It's, it's just my pride of saying that I have a place in San Diego. Yeah. You know, like it's made me feel good having like a place. I didn't even live it at the time. I was in San Diego living downtown. Right. This is like a townhouse and living. So yeah, I did the math and I put it on the market and realized like, what's the, what's the best way to do it? How do I get bigger? And I just started looking online. I started with a lot of people on real estate, bigger pockets mm-hmm. where like folks go on to reached out network, talked to people, called people, just like figured out what to do. And through my network and acquaintance online found a deal like mm-hmm. an apartment complex. So just to give you an idea, I sold my one, I, at the time I had one property left and mm-hmm. sold the other one and got 24 units in Ohio. Nice. So just the power of just like how much the great thing about California real estate, it goes up. Yeah. You know, that's one of the good things. I was able to leverage that into, you know, 24 years. And just with multifamily, there's so many more things you can do. Right. Right. You know, and, and just with, if you look at single family, it's determined the values based on, Hey, what are the comps? What's someone else buy this place for? Mm -hmm. You know, what, how do I feel about this place? Whereas multifamily is how much does this place make? It's a business. Right. You know, when you're in the multifamily space, it's professionals. And whereas, not saying you can't be a professional in a single family, mm-hmm. but it's hard to get really big in single family. Right, right. But it's also, I think that that's where a lot of people, like yourself and myself, started yeah. with because, yep. hey, when you're like, same, same thing for me, I was 22, 23 when I bought my first place. And... I couldn't have squeaked another penny into something. Oh man, I know, you know? I had no money left. Yeah, fortunately it turned out well, but it wasn't because I knew what I was doing. You know, it, it was lucky, but after a few of those, you're right, then it starts being, I mean, don't get me wrong too, there's still some very good single family deals too, especially yes. if you're, you know, depending on what you're looking for at the time. But I think that's something that I, I think for people to recognize too, especially when they're starting out or maybe they have one or two properties is that when you listen to some of these like podcasts from these pros that are doing it professionally for years after year, you know, year after year, or um, comparing yourself to some of these companies that are doing it, you can't do that. You got to do it on your own space. Like think of it like your own goals and what you're trying to do. And also what bandwidth you have and what finances you have to work with at the time, because you can be creative, you know, and there's ways to do that and and think about where you want to go. Because if you're buying ahead of development, you know, so you can look for that appreciation coming with single family. And I think for a lot of people too, a smart movie is exactly what you're talking about doing these things to build that income or, you know, build that capital to be able to roll into, you know, once you, you get a few of them, you can roll it into something like you did you know, into a, you know, apartment complex, into fourplexes, into, you know, anything you want to really, but it is a good way to generate that income, you know, as opposed to savings account, which we, you know, like, yeah, you, I mean, you, you can't save you up for a property. Yeah. I think it, it, I mean, it took me from 17 years to save that money up. So mm-hmm. pretty much my life savings, right? but you don't have to do that. Mm-mm. You know, that's just how I did it now. 
you could have had the same result as I did if you know you found the deal. I mm-hmm. didn't find you know my partner, right. my network found the deal. Mm-hmm. So for me, I, all I'm saying is that when you have find someone who's already doing it, right, right, like a mentor. You don't have. To, I thought my biggest problem was I have to lone wolf this. Right. I can do this all on my own. Right. You know, it's it's a I'm a mentality. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. You know, mm-hmm. like I got to do this. So I think that for me, hooking up with someone who was doing what you want to do right. was the way to go. Yeah. And that's just kind of, you know, what's that whole saying? Like, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go with someone else. Right, right. That's that's the only way you're going to be able to do it. Well, that's uh, now that I'm remembering, too, that's actually how I got connected to you through a few connections. But yeah. from Lane, Lane Bean, when I did the podcast with him and then connections. Talk to Julie to Peterson. Yeah, right, Julie yeah. Peterson. And um, that was one of the people he connected me with. And then over to you, which uh, which, again, is exactly to that point you know, of building that network and then those people. And like, that was, the, I would say, one of the biggest takeaways from Lane's podcast, like when, or when he was on this one, was that of like, hey, what he's providing is that professional team. So when you're yep. investing with them, he's like, we've got the team for you and doing that. And I think that's a, that's great as well. And, you know, just, just really, when you, again, if you're either starting out, but also if you're just done and you just don't want to do it yourself anymore and you need somewhere to put that money and and want to still make that money someone like that is perfect too you know what i mean like you're like all right cool i don't want i don't want to manage i don't want to deal with i don't want anything else with these properties cool take this money and make money for me so yeah and that's the the great thing about multifamily is that you have when you invest with people like myself or Lane, mm-hmm. you know, you have people and professionals that they, this is what they do. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're linked up with teams of uh, other professionals. It's not, no one does it on their own. Like Lane has a whole team, right. You know, set up, like yeah. I have a whole team set up. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's who you're investing with. Mm-hmm. So your money there, they have fiduciary responsibility to take care of your money. Right. So in all these people like Lane invests with his investors, I invest with my investors. So it's not just like, hey, give me your money and I'll manage like a like a four hundred one k or like a brokerage firm, right? Like we're all in there with you, man. It's just like we're on the same plane. I'm just the pilot, right? That's it. You're the passenger. If we crash, we crash, you know. But we're not going to crash. Got to get this down. Yeah, that's well, that's a good point too. That the money's in there with it because uh, I think that that just sends a different message. Yeah, you know, when when you're all in it together, as opposed to you know, like you said, just give me your money. We'll do our best to make you some. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a, it's a fair response to, to mm-hmm. say, like from when someone asks you like, well, what are you putting in? Mm-hmm. And that's the total thing that you should be like, I'm putting in right alongside you. Right. Right. You know, that's the same. If you ever ask, like, if you ever gone to a financial advisor and tell you what you should be doing. Yeah. And I'm like, well, show me what you have. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to take advice from anyone else that is not a millionaire. Right. You know, right. when you're talking to financial advisor, nothing against them. Mm-hmm. But like, if you know you're a millionaire, like why well, should I take advice from you? Right. Yeah. Or <laughs> same with, uh, I was going to say like, you know, uh, we, we were kind of clowning before we started the interview yeah. a little bit about social media and stuff yep. like the 22 year old life coaches that are, yes. you know, like, Hey, we can show you how to be your best version of you. Like, Oh my God, oh, you man. live 10 minutes. And, Cringe. Uh, yeah. Right. <laughs> so there's all kinds of things like out there. Marketing can do amazing things, but yeah, absolutely. And you, that's, you do want to get that advice book and it's not just what they have done, but it's what they have screwed up already too. And yep. you get the advantage of not having to screw it all up yourself, you know, learn from those mistakes as well. And uh, I, I found that especially in, I guess the veteran community too, people share very freely. Yes. You know, people aren't stingy. They're not like, oh, well, if I share this info, 
this person might take some of my deals, you know, dude, it's a big world out there. It's so <laughs> much out there, man. Mm -hmm. Like everyone says there's no deals out there. I know people that are doing deals. Like I'll tell you, I closed my second deal today. Mm -hmm. It took me over a year <laughs> to find, you know, to find something during COVID. It wasn't COVID. Right. So it's just, you know, closing 42, you know, we got under contract today. Nice. 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 So it's, it takes some time, man. And you, mm -hmm. and it wasn't through me bird dogging out there. It was for my network again. Where's the one from today? So out of state. So we just okay. went on a contract today. Nice. Awesome. Awesome. Good so, deal. Yeah. Excited, man. It should be a, well, it will be a good one. Right. Right. How long will it take to wrap it up? What's it? Two, two months is usually months. the time you do okay. for due diligence for the inspections and all mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. So it's, uh, you know, 42 units and we're taking down with a few other partners. So cool. Awesome. So even yeah. when you have your team, sometimes that partnering up just makes sense, right? Yeah. I mean, the thing is that you can, you want to try out your partner. Like mm -hmm. when, you know, you don't like hire slow, fire fast. Like the guy I'm partnering with is another Navy guy that mm -hmm. I've, we're in a squadron together. Okay. So it's someone that you know. Oh, right on, right on. Good so, deal, man. Yeah, no, that's so good. Though. Excited about that, man. Just got yeah. some momentum going, and that's awesome. And, and it's it's kind of fun doing stuff with people you know too, and people you yeah. like being around. I know my partner on this uh, project we were talking about earlier too. It just it just makes it more fun because even when you on the rough days, or if we even have to yeah. go, you know, do, like we were going doing some work this weekend, but it was because we wanted to because of that certain piece that we were talking about. We wanted to do that one ourselves, that part ourselves. But it's fun when you have people that you enjoy being around or enjoy working with. And, uh, and then also your team, even if you have a team, they have a team, it kind of, it grows in a cool way because you end up with the best of both, you know, you know, you get stuff from them, you know, you get people from you and it, and it really just, uh, I don't know, just grows in an organically good way. And you can also let's, you know, gives you an opportunity to offload some of the stuff you don't want to keep around. Too, yeah. You know? <laughs> and I think that, you know, talking about our network is mm -hmm. like, I know sometimes it's a pain in the ass to like get that call or make some, Hey, let's, let's connect on the phone. But mm -hmm. this came from a call, like a guy, I'm actually in a mastermind group uh -huh. and it came from a call and I connected him with my Navy friend that's out there in that same awesome. state. Awesome. So they found something. And so they're like, Hey, do you want in on this one? And I'm like, Oh man, I'm glad I took your call, dude. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So it's not even from me going out in the market and finding a deal. It's from, it's from that, like your network is your net worth. Some people you're around is what's going to find you the stuff, man. It is. It is. And that's a good point too. Like sometimes you, I, dude, obviously in our business on the residential side too, outside of the investing side, yeah. but on the residential side with our team, your phone just rings. And a lot of times it's like just half the time somebody's selling you yep. like trying to sell you marketing and sell you stuff and, and and you know you're just like oh god please just stop but then other times you get these random calls and you're just the, you know someone's like hey you know can you help me out with you know finding a rental or something something like that that we don't even do yes and but you know especially if it's like a military family moving or something like that and you're you're like, hey, I'll do what I can. You know, I'll try to connect you. I'll, I'll reach out to the people we know that um, have things coming up and try to try to get them into something, right? And you're, you're like, all right, cool. You, you feel good about doing it, but you're also like, oh crap, man, I'm already got like, you know, 14 hours of things to do right. today. But then the funny thing is then after that, you, you never know when it's gonna happen, yeah. but you might get two calls in a row where people like, just like, Hey, can you, I, I know what I want. Can you, you know, I've already pre-qualified. Can you get me into a home? You know, like I want to, I want to, Go look at these two, one of these two I want to get, you know, something like that. And you're going, oh yeah. So who is this? Yeah. <laughs> you know, and how, oh, so-and-so, so-and-so came here now, you know, and you're like, oh, cool. You know what I mean? But like you said, you just don't know when it comes back. You don't know. Someone you talked to maybe a year ago, six mm -hmm. months ago, it comes back to you. Yeah, absolutely. Something you think like, 
won't, you know, you don't, even, you don't, even, you don't think twice about it. Like, oh, I'm just connecting someone. No. So be that person that's, that's the connector. Yeah, absolutely. I think, I'm sure you've seen that you have this in your military side too. You know, sometimes like it might be four years after you transfer from a place or someone else transfers and you bump into them somewhere else. Yeah. Especially when it was like some of the younger guys, you know, just like when I was a younger guy, you don't know what you don't know. And someone will come up to you and like, man, I just really appreciate like you'd said this and this, or you didn't let me, you know, go down this truck, you know, down this road. And it really worked out for me. And you're going, shit, I don't remember saying like, that. Yeah, I'm yeah. glad that you're worked. <laughs> yeah. And then, but then for me, I always, then I think like, cool. Like, I'm glad that worked. But to myself, I start thinking, oh man, how many people have I like, they caught me on the wrong day and I said the wrong thing or just, yep. or just kind of like brushed it off, brushed them off and made that negative impact. So for everyone, that's what I think of it as every one person that says something like that, I'm like, shit, how many people did I not give the best, my best to, or something like that. That's what I always kind of, now I keep that in mind. So when you get those calls, you know, you're like, all right, well, gotta, you know, I don't want to impact somebody in the negative way. So let's, let's make the best of it. You know, I think that's something to think about just like in the military, like what, as an instructor, which, you know, mm -hmm. we both have been, mm -hmm. is remember one day your, your students, maybe your instructor. Yeah. So you'll come back. Like I had a guy that was, not the nicest to me. And mm -hmm. later on, I come back like, he's my student. I'm like, right. uh, you know, not, it's not payback time. Yeah, but it's yeah. also, you never know how the tables be flipped one day. You might need someone, right. You, know, you may have the, you know, more of the authority figure, but it may switch around. You might need someone from that person. Right. Yeah, for sure. And uh, <laughs> you just, you never want to close those doors too. No. You know what I mean? What kind of, uh, you know, I know how you got your very beginning start, like, you know, with the, the single families and stuff, like which, like you said, most military families do what kind of boosted you to take that step or what made I, you want to take that that's step? That's a great question. I think that it comes down to your why, mm -hmm. you know? So I think that like a lot of, a lot of men, I'll speak just for, for, for myself here actually, mm -hmm. is that, you know, you're kind of lost until you find that partner. Right. So I found that partner in my fiance, Jamie, mm -hmm. kind of like, Hey man, you gotta, to get someone like that, you gotta kind of get it together. Right. So, I mean, I, I, I realized like that the military wasn't going to be around there for mm -hmm. the whole time. Right. You know, and eventually everything ends, no matter how good it is, the good time you're having, you're flying a lot you do all this cool stuff. It's going to end, man. Right. All of it ends. And I realized that, Hey, I'll have a good retirement, you know, like 45, 50 K a year. Mm -hmm. that, that's really a false retirement. Mm -hmm. How many of our friends, you know, stop? I mean, you're retired. Yeah. You're still working. Mm-hmm. Like, so the military retirement is not a real retirement. No, no. So, and that's what I realized, like in my 401k, I don't get that till 60. We talk about right. 401ks on a different podcast. I mm -hmm. get a lot of opinions on those. Right. Is that how do I provide something that provides wealth? Mm -hmm. You know, provides not just, you look at like doctors, people, high wage earners, they're rich, right? Mm -hmm. They make a lot of money. Right. But are they wealthy? Yeah. You know, wealthy, I look at something that your money works while you're sleeping. Mm -hmm. So like give your money a job. And I realized mm -hmm. like, whoa, man, like your 401k is not going to provide for you when you retire. Mm -hmm. Even my retirement, that much money is not going to provide the lifestyle that I want to. Mm -hmm. And so what's the best way to do it? And I looked at you know, what all those rich folks have out there. Real estate. Yeah. Yep. So and I just looked at the way uh, apartment complex. So pretty much I had to sell the hardest customer around my mm -hmm. fiance, Jamie. Right. So she is a shark badass sales lady in uh pharmaceuticals and i had to sell her on it and right. she's like what is this thing you're thinking here nick like come on you know <laughs> i'm like nope we're doing this this makes sense i'm like i gave her the book uh multi-family millions by dave mm -hmm. lindall which is kind of like the gateway book for a lot of this stuff and kind of outlines how you do stuff and right. uh short you know in shortened terms 
And she's like, all right, let's let's do it. That's what's kind of the thing is like, what's your why? You know, yeah. you have a family, you have a wife, fiance that you want to take care of. Mm-hmm. And you retire in the military, man. It's not going to cut it, man. Right. And do you want to be working that same job? So I was looking at as a pilot, do I want to work for the airlines? Well, right. it's COVID. Glad I didn't go there. Yeah. Do I want to work a contract job? Like a lot of people say, hey, there's a great job overseas. That's like you're gone more than you are in the military. Mm hmm. I think that's something that you got to remember is like, is do you want that same life to continue right. or do you want to like reinvent yourself? Like you got to pivot, man. Yeah. So if you don't yeah. pivot, like you're on the same trajectory. Yeah. Well, and then uh, I think too, a lot of the time in the military, you know, you don't have control over, no. you, you know, you, you are at the whim of what they determine is the yeah. need and, you know, and cool. That's what, that's what we signed up for. Right. Like, so cool. We, we know what we're getting into, you know, we know we don't have any control over that, but at some point, especially with the family, you kind of need to take control of that. Like yeah. you can't do that forever. I, I don't, I, I think it would be difficult to do that forever and have healthy family relationship and stuff taking that control when you said, you know, building wealth, that's kind of what it means to me too, is if you have the opportunity then like for you to travel with your fiance and still be making money, still oversee what you need to from your business, from wherever you are and still accrue money, then that's, to me, that's wealthy, you know, and you can build that. Yeah. You can't do it in a job. I'll just give you an idea, man. You know, people want to know numbers like your retirement, Mm -hmm. you know, 45, 50K a year or so. Mm -hmm. I make more than that from my first apartment complex. Right. So it's like when I saw that, I was like, what am I doing? For my 20 years of working in the military, which is good, Mm -hmm. it's a good retirement. I'm not saying I don't appreciate it. Yeah, I'm thankful for it. But in one transaction, you know, there I was. I'm not, not working anymore. I'm still working. I'm still in the military. Right. I need more of these deals. But to give you an idea, that's that's what kind of like they say it only takes one. Yeah. I'm not free yet, but I can yeah. once you get that taste, man, and you get that first check, that's mm-hmm. like, whoa, this is more than my retirement check would be. Like Right. Yep. That's kind of like the light goes off. You're like, yeah. this is the way. Well, and, and then then with that too, it's not even a greed thing, but it's a security thing too. When you see that you can do it and you know what i mean it's not like you're saying oh i need to pump out four of these a year yeah and do it you know and uh, get ridiculous with it or something not that that would be ridiculous honestly but you know you to, to meet what you're trying to do i think that it, you mentioned that earlier on too is knowing your why or where you're going with it and uh, sometimes we lose track of that in the weeds yeah. too like i know when i first first retired i'm like okay cool i'm doing this and i just started going and then it's like a year later i'm like wait hold on where it's like when you're swimming head down, you know, yep. in the ocean and then yep. you look up and you're like, shit, I'm off track a little bit and or something. You know? me here. Yeah. And then you look up and you're like, Oh cool. I'm still, I'm still headed towards the buoy. We're good. You know, but it, you do have to kind of you know, stick your head up and, and take a look around sometimes and make sure you're still on track for what you want to do. And sometimes that what, where you're headed might change, you know, like with the addition of someone in your family or whatever the case is. But I, but I think that is a, it was a great point that you brought up and that's something important to, to keep your eye on. Yeah, and you aren't gonna be around all the time. So mm-hmm. what's gonna take care of your family when you're done? Mm-hmm. So even I was looking at, you know, the life insurance that we have. Right. 400K, Yeah, that's a good amount of money. How long will that last? Yeah. So it's like, yeah. can I give my family something right. that will last after I'm gone? Mm-hmm. And then even like a, an income from retirement, that's taxed. Now mm-hmm. with my real estate, because of all these tax breaks, which we have a whole other podcast on it, yeah, I basically pay no taxes on it right. legally. Right. Like I was like, I, this has to be, I told my accountant, I'm like, this can't be right. Uh-huh. 
I have no taxes this year on all this money. Yeah, none. I'm like, well, I don't know. I'm afraid someone's knock on the door and come right. get me. Right. You know, but it's all legally done. Yeah. And that's what I found quickly as soon as I retired and, and had paid my taxes for the first time outside the Navy from, you know, yeah. having my own business and stuff. And well, the other thing I learned is like a traditional, I would say most people in the military that work ethic can do really, really well outside, right. you know, and then, then you're like faced with something you're not used to either going, holy crap, I've got to pay taxes on all this. But luckily I had, you know, a same thing, like enough uh, real estate to, to cover a good chunk of it. And I right away go, okay, I need to get smart and find the right people for taxes because a professional. that's it. Yeah, like, exactly. So I think it comes down to like, I was always using a tax preparer, mm -hmm. not a, not a tax like professional. Yeah. So you need to have someone that does your business, that can right. do your LLC stuff, that can do mm -hmm. S-Core, any of that stuff that can realize like, hey, here's what you should be taking for your business expenses. And you're like, oh my gosh, like didn't even know this stuff yeah. here. So one of my, you know, the gurus guys says that it's not what you make, it's what you keep. Yes. So, and that's what's really important. It's like, it's what you keep, man. Because mm -hmm. of this income that I have, my military retirement's taxed. Yeah. This real estate one has got a huge tax break. Right. It's like 60K is a lot more money not taxed than 60K military retirement tax. Yes, absolutely. Like you said, we could do a whole podcast on taxes. Actually, I did one with my accountant actually. It's exciting, some. man. We start paying those taxes yourself. It's you're like crazy. I read my first tax book last year and I was mm -hmm. like, my fiance's like, what are you doing? I'm like, it's a tax book. Look how much money we can save. Uh, exactly. Amazing. She's like, oh, I'm into this too. You know? Yeah, yeah exactly. And that's, and it's so funny because people will, um, well, you see it all the time in the media too, when they're like, oh, so-and-so didn't pay taxes. So-and-so only paid this much and stuff like that. Yeah. But when you, when you just look at it, all the tax laws or the tax, like the, or the, the rules or your tax brackets, what you're going to pay. There's only like, you know, there's very specific things. You pay what you pay. That's all there is to it. If you're in this bracket, this bracket, capital gains, this and that. All the rest of all the tax laws are really written. Those are all written for you not to pay taxes. It's incentives. Yeah. You know, it's not a, it, or breaks. It's, it's not like a loophole. It mm -hmm. is the way the law is written. Mm -hmm. And in, for a reason, it's not your Patriot duty to pay more taxes. No, 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 no. I don't view it as that. So you work for the government for, you know, four to six months a year, depending right. on your tax bracket. Like, that's your base expense. You should work on reducing that expense. Exactly. And, and they're only going to give you those breaks for what benefits the government too, yeah. right? Like they can't provide housing for everyone. That's why That's real why estate gets such good, you know, tax breaks. Like if we relied on the government to supply the housing, I mean, not like they need to take on more responsibilities and stuff, you know, you can't do everything, but that's why we have, you know, we get those incentives. So take advantage of them, right? You know, agree, save a little bit <laughs> wherever you can. Don't, you know, that's from Patriot, man. Just pay, you know, pay your, pay what you need to pay, but don't pay yeah. more. Yeah. Don't go to jail. And don't go to jail, <laughs> but I'm not at that game going to jail. Here. Right, right, right. Just hire a professional that's it, 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 man. and pay that money. Like I'll tell you my tax prep, this last year for mm -hmm. my real estate and my personal stuff was, was a lot of money. Yeah. And, yep. but how much should I save, mm -hmm. you know, sixfold from what I paid and protecting yourself too. Right. Because I could read, uh, you know, and I do read stuff, you know, the tax, you know, books on tax or then some of the tax regulation stuff. And, and you can get some good ideas, but it doesn't mean that I'm going to prepare them appropriately yeah. in a way that won't cost me money in the end. So, you know, it's one thing to be educated, I think. And it's one, another thing to be the professional of it. You know, I think it's great for like yourself, myself to be uh, educated, know what questions to ask and know what things to question or like to help form plans right but man i don't touch when it comes time to file those things i don't touch it you know like let the pros do it
Nope. And you might go through a couple professionals, you know, like to find the one that just meshes with you. Yeah. And the professional might not know everything. So there's right. some things you might want to be like, hey, this is what I found out about this thing here, mm-hmm. this tax break. What do you think? Right. Right. Yeah. And that's great. And shoot. Sometimes I overhear something some, or someone, you know, other, other someone else in, in my network or something will mention something. Then I'll just hit up my CPA and I'm like, hey, hey, what about this? And she's like, oh yeah, dude, cool. Let's look at that. Let's see well, that's we why do. you pay. I don't know if this is mm-hmm. not making this new tax, yeah, yeah. tax show, but yeah, yeah, yeah. you pay that person for their advice. Exactly. Like you need to be checking in with your accountant mm-hmm. every few months at a minimum. Hey, this is where I'm at looking. Okay, cool. Or like, mm-hmm. what are you doing? Yeah. Like that's, and account I've learned pretty quickly. If you tell them something like, well, do, it depends. Show me what you have. Show right. me your, your numbers, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's what you do have to check. And that, like I said, it's been, I, I'm surprised that I'm one of those people too in the military, like, oh, just here's my taxes. And, but now that you have your own business and mm-hmm. you have a lot different kind of expenses and, and costs that right. you have to make sure those are annotated correctly, or you're going to be losing a lot of money. Yeah, for sure. And I think uh, it's also good to check in with your financial advisor too. Like I know mine checks in with me actually like quarterly and, and in between I'll hit him up, but it's the same thing. And it's really just to keep making sure we're on the same page and still headed towards the, the goal I want yep. to be on, which to me is huge too. So yeah, I think that's great advice. It's just any of those professionals that are advising you in your business or investment is check in, you know, make sure that you're still on where on track for what you need to be and, and make sure you still want to be where you're headed, you know? Yeah. And I think that goes all professionals, man, like, you know, amateurs going to cost you money mm-hmm. and professionals save you money. Like same with a lawyer, yeah. like you have a lawyer doesn't mean you have them on retainer every, but Hey, you might want to make an introduction and, and, and like pay, pay, pay for some, a consult. Right. Right. Exactly. No, that's, I think that's good advice too. I've heard that from a few people and actually something I haven't done that I probably should, because I do think that that's, you know, really good advice for that. I'll give you a, a real story. That cost me a lot of money is that okay. my second place I bought, I partnered up with a friend of mine and we didn't, we just had a gentleman's deal mm-hmm. with a handshake. So everyone who wants to get in a deal with someone, brother, sister related to them, minus like a spouse, like you need to have a deal, right? You need to have a written contract with a lawyer. So what happened is that when the market crashed, mm-hmm. the guy left the military and left me with everything. Oh crap. So that's what I realized that I really screwed up. Mm-hmm. So everything works out great. You know, if the market's going awesome, yeah, you're all, we're all a genius. Yeah. But when it goes bad and that's when I had to pay, pay the dumb tax, man. <sighs> and pay a lawyer then. And my lawyer says, you're not gonna get some Perry Mason day in court, Nick. I'm like, what do you mean? I've, I've watched all of these shows. He's like, it's a compensation system. You're gonna get money. Yeah. And you're gonna pay me to get that money. And I was like, oh man, this is not how I thought my life would be. Like, this is a friend of mine. Yeah. I mean, we're no longer uh, friends, but right. <laughs> I would just say that money doesn't really, it doesn't change you, it just really reveals who you are. Mm-hmm. So you real who that person was. Yeah. So that's something to just keep in mind is that like all these military members, I partner with someone else in the military. Yeah. So you got to be really have a locked in agreement. Hey, this is it. If this happens, this, this happens, you know, we sell, if we hit this market here, this wicked. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you really got to have that prevention, man. Like don't try to save money. Like I did on the first, yeah, a prenup deal. (laughs) Prenup for the, for the, for the business. Yeah. Yeah. Trust them uh, with your life, but not your money. <laughs> <laughs> <Why>? Yeah, <laughs> we might have heard that once or twice. Yeah, once or twice. <laughs>
So <laughs> that's my, that's my, uh, there I was story. You yeah. Know? No, but that, that, that's a great one for people to remember because sometimes we get carried. I mean, I've done the same thing. You know, I, I feel like I'm usually pretty good about, you know, contracts and stuff, but there's definitely been some where I didn't. It, yeah. It's worth a lawyer's going to cost you 250 mm -hmm. to 400 bucks. It's worth it for that hour, man. Mm -hmm. Trust me. Cause it cost me in the tens of thousands of dollars. Right. To extricate myself from this deal. Right. Right. And that, how long ago was that one? That was, let's see, I bought it in 05 and I, I bled, you know, like I said, a thousand cuts until 2011. Mm -hmm. Finally, it was the happiest day of my life, man. Yeah. I thought it was. When I got rid Wrapping of that place, it, it was like, oh man. Yeah. Came whole, didn't foreclose or short sale. I sold it. But, uh, you know, it was just a painful experience, man. And kind of like you kind of lose trust for people. And that yeah. turned me off of real estate till I got back into it you know, eight years later in 2019 right. for a multifamily. Right. Yeah. No, it, it does happen for sure. And people will, will show themselves eventually. Right. Yeah. If things are, things are rough, it's an expensive education on, it uh, is. on someone's, look human, at it as someone's like, nature. Yeah, education. Exactly. That's yeah. the way I'm looking at it, man. Mm -hmm. Yeah. As long as you learn from it, which sometimes I have to learn twice before I, uh, yeah. <laughs> before I uh, take it on board, but that, yeah, that's pretty legit. <laughs> that sucks, man. That just sucks, especially when it's someone that you consider a friend, you know? Yeah, um, something you consider a good friend, yeah. you know, like you're in a unit with them, you're their sponsor even, mm -hmm. and like you're like, money and people, it changes you, man, yeah. or it changes how you interact with someone, man. Mm -hmm. Especially yeah. if you borrow money from someone, you know, yeah. it's not gonna be the same. I guess it's kind of like a divorce too, right? Like, you know, you don't go into a marriage thinking that you're gonna, yeah. you know, you think be you brutal just, when you're leaving. Of all this money you're gonna get mm -hmm. when you sell this place, you know, I'm in mm -hmm. San Diego, real estate always goes up. Right. And you know, we're at a certain point, and this is a different podcast, mm -hmm. but like, where are we in the market cycle, you know? Mm -hmm. Like everyone's going gangbusters, man. Mm -hmm. It's going amazing. Like you can't, you can't lose. Like, dude, this, you know, this feels like, it feels like 2006, 2007 again, mm -hmm. right now. Yeah, except now, you can't the, lose. one good thing, yeah, you can't, you can't right now, but, I think the the big key, and this is like when we're talking to potential clients or anyone looking, because everybody's situation is different. You True. know, we talked about that too, and like what they're trying to do with it. And the good thing now is people have equity and properties yeah. because because of all the regulations that came out of last time. Because the last time really it wasn't real estate market. Well, I mean, I guess it is as a whole when things just aren't regulated properly and everyone then can get rich off of the different pieces, you got like what, eight middlemen? Yeah. In middlemen and, and during a transaction, you know, you got escrows and titles and- Filing and, fee, $800. Oh dollars. Like, yeah. what? Appraisals and they don't care as long as they're getting paid, you know, then, yeah. you know, then. So with all the restrictions and, you know, so I guess yeah, some of it's a pain in the ass, but I guess it was for a reason. And so now, you know, people have equity and stuff, so we shouldn't be hammered with that. But the good thing here and the reason, um, um, and again, knowing what your goal is, as long as you're okay with holding and renting it, you know, and that's what I, uh, talk about all the time when someone's like, what if I get transferred next year? Like, you know, I'm not expecting to, if I get transferred yeah. and I'm getting, I'm using a VA loan and I'm not, I, I'm not putting any money down. And it's like, well, you're still going to make money, you know, because the rents are going up faster than any, that. That doesn't slow down here because people aren't like not people aren't not moving to San Diego, but if it's something you think you, you have to cash out in a year, if you moved or if, you know, whatever the case is that you just needed out of it, then, you know, Hey, especially with zero down, I mean, VA loan is like VA entitlements, like yeah. probably one of the biggest gifts in the world. Like it's phenomenal, but you have to remember you're not putting any money into it. So if you're like going to try to sell it in a year, minus years, like last year or the year before, you know, last couple of years, you can sell in a year and make money. 
but you do have to think about that ahead of time. You know, if you're, if you can hold it and rent it, cool. If you, but if you're going to have to sell it, you know, you've really got to kind of plan ahead a little bit. I think you got to, they always say begin with the end in mind. So mm-hmm. what is your exit plan? Exactly. And that was my biggest problem is that when I bought these houses, what mm-hmm. was my plan? Make mm-hmm. a lot of money. Right. Well, that's not really a plan. Right. What if it goes down? And I think I counsel people, especially in the military, like do not buy a house in duty station unless you're okay with being a landlord. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't want to be a landlord. Like then you shouldn't buy a house. Right. You should rent. Right. Put your money in someone else, like a multifamily or anything else like mm-hmm storage or something like that that with a professional because if you're in the if you're in the down cycle man you're gonna get burned mm-hmm. or you're gonna be a landlord and yeah. that's okay with that but like just realize that's that's what will happen right right i was a landlord because i had to be not because yeah. i chose to be one right and i i think for me well like i'm i guess i'm a you know i'm an owner now but but i don't yeah. manage anything now because i don't want to be but i also want that uh investment in that money from that, but that's, that's great advice too. And I, I have the same conversation with some people now, you know, with California, we have people that get sticker shock, right? Oh, yeah. And they're like, oh, well, hey, I want to invest, but I want to do it. Like I want to buy in Texas or Minnesota or, you know, wherever, because it's cheaper. I'm like, okay, cool. Do you have someone you trust to manage it? Or do you need to be connected with management? Do you need this, you know, who's going to do the repairs? Or do you need us to like, do we need to go find you some people for this? And then the light bulb goes on. They're like, not trying to tell them out. I still think it's great. It's a moneymaker, but you've got to do those things. Back to building your team, right? You got to build your team. And uh, so for me, uh, especially when people are looking to get a one, you know, a onesie, twosie of home somewhere, you know, and if someone asks me my opinion, I'm like, if I'm going out of state, it's going to be multifamily or it's going to be, hey, I'm getting several. Because if I'm going to take the time to put together a team of people that I trust for maintenance, for, yeah. you know, to manage it and stuff, it's going to have to be for a handful of properties at least, uh, you know, not for one that's going to be a making like, you know, $300 a month or $400 a month or something. Yeah, is it know? worth the squeeze? Yeah. So it's like I buy a turnkey somewhere, which mm-hmm. nothing is turnkeys. Mm-hmm. It's just that if that place becomes unrented vacant or mm-hmm. during times of covid right you can't evict this person mm-hmm. who's eating that whole payment you mm-hmm. are mm-hmm. vice if you have an apartment complex of a hundred mm-hmm. three people aren't paying you're going to be okay but that one property mortgage is 1500 bucks you're paying the whole thing right that's all on you man so that's why one thing i've heard you know in california we live in a money state not saying there aren't deals here, but mm-hmm. not a deal state. Deal. Mm-hmm. There's a lot more deals outside of California. Now there are people doing deals in San Diego. Mm-hmm. Plenty to be made, but it's a different type of deal. Mm-hmm. You're gonna have a lot more of a buried entry with with a cost. Mm-hmm. So I think that with here, it's just you have to be more careful. Mm-hmm. And if you have a single family, that's a lot more risk. Single family rental. Not saying I've done it. Right. A lot of people have done it. Right. But you just take it on more risk. For for yeah, for what you put into it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And and. It, Again, you've got to like have professionals with you to do it or have a plan, like you yeah. said, too. And that's when any any when I have people moving here now that are like, I want to buy when I get there, but I want an investment, but I have to live in it. And then to me, you know what I mean? There's like yeah. starts trickling down and I, I here's my price. Point. And, and then it's just kind of like the standard at this point. It's like, then we need to find like a triplex quadplex, you know, because that's still under, I guess, utilized with VA loan. You know, especially, you know, when they're young, that's the way to do it. It is. It is because the, just the average kind of like you're saying, you know, you've got 12, 24 units, you know, the, the higher, the, the better the averages are. Right. You you lose a couple people at any time. Not as big a deal. And just the same with the multifamily, like a three, a three unit, let's just say 
one, you can take the whole thing with a VA loan with, yeah. with no money into it. And then if you are living in one and renting the other two, the, the averages come way in your favor, you know, with the rents. Now all of a sudden for the same, what you would be renting yourself, you're probably either not paying or you're paying very little bit and the rest is covering it for you. Yeah, I think it's a misconception. People think that this home they're mm -hmm. buying is an investment. Mm -hmm. No, if it doesn't make you money, it's not an investment. Mm -hmm. Trust me with someone who had an investment, quote unquote, for 17 years, didn't make me money. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So if it's not making you money, it's not an investment. Yeah, It's something that yep. makes you feel good. Yeah, that's yeah, it can be too, yeah. for sure. And you sure. may make some appreciation off it, but appreciation, you can't count on that, man. Mm -hmm. Like I had that big drop, you know, mm -hmm. in 2007, 2008. Mm -hmm. So if that happened, then, then you're then you're out, man. Yeah. Well, like, if you have to sell it again, but that, that goes back to exactly, are you comfortable? What's your exit plan? With whole, yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, I just, honestly, I had to, I was just, thought of that I was making that decision just this past year like in the fall because you know we are you know climbing and I have the a uh, couple properties in Bay Park yep. that are uh, just it's done very well but I had to sit down and think about like what is my goal with it and stuff do I do I take that sell and then just take that capital to get into something else but it's just when I really sat down and broke it down of what I've put into it and what I'm getting out of it now, it's just producing too much. You know, it's, it's producing really, really well. So I decided to keep it because I was about to get in the flip of what you're talking about, where you're like, hey, you just like the idea of having a home in San Diego. I was about to do the opposite. I was about, about yeah. to cash out on something that's producing really well just for the excitement of doing a different project. You know, yeah. as opposed to like, wait a minute, this is exactly what the, what I would be trying to get as a return, or I, actually I would be happy with less of a return, but I just was getting antsy, like, cool, let me, let me pull this out so I can do a different deal, you know? Well, and just think about, so people, especially in California that have a lot of equity in their rental houses, mm -hmm. like say you have, we'll just say it's not a hard number to get here, half a million equity here, mm -hmm. but you're making a couple thousand a month in rent. What mm -hmm. is that five, that half a million dollars doing for you? Mm -hmm. Like it's not making a very high percentage mm -hmm. return at all. Mm -hmm. So where can that money be put somewhere else? You want, how much can we get return on that capital, mm -hmm. on that equity you have in your house? Right. That's what you should be doing. Like, cause that capital is gonna be working for you. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it may feel good, you know, but if you're, if you got a million dollar house and you're only making 4,000 a month, mm -hmm. that's not a good, that's not good. 4,000 in rent, yeah. you're not making a profit on oh, that. Oh yeah, okay, okay. Yeah. But um, but yeah, no, for sure. But also if you have that kind of equity, the cool thing lately at least, because the rates have been so low and continue to go down, you can cash you know, cash yeah. out refi and take that and then put it somewhere else. But the one thing that I've seen a few people do, you know, I'll get people hit me up like, hey, is this, should I refi right now? Like that, like people I know will text it and you're going, I kind of need a little more information. Depends. Yeah, like Depends. I need a little info on that. Like that's yeah. not a yes, no question. Yeah. Well, this is the rate and they don't even tell me what theirs is, you know? So where I'm like, dude, there's so many factors that yeah. like a, a, what you're trying to do and stuff. And then, um, you know, you get people, uh, but I've had several who then cash out refi, you know, and they're like, cool. Cause they want to like, I want to get in this investment and stuff. Uh, I want to roll into something else. Cool. Let me know if you need connections, like, especially if you're looking somewhere else, let, let me connect you with some people so that you know what you're getting into if it's somewhere else. And then like three weeks later, they swing by with the new truck and, yep. and, uh, you know, this and that. And all of a sudden you're like, wait, did you just, what, did you just spend your, like that? Cash? I'm like, now you're paying a mortgage on that truck. Right. And a payment or, you know, X, Y, Z, you know, and it's like, it just doesn't click with that. If you're going to take money out of investment, 
reinvest it. You know, if that's, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, Hey, if that's your intention, like, Hey, if it makes your family happy, we want to have a boat do it, you know, do, do what makes you happy. But if you're thinking of it as an investment, like it's still not free money. It's, it's a phenomenal opportunity. You're cashing that out, no matter what, or what interest rate is, you're paying for your own money. You know, that, that's your equity. And like, how do you better velocitize that money? Mm-hmm. Like put that in another investment, make that money work for you Buy, you know, mobile home park or multifamily or something mm-hmm. that actually makes that money grow even right. farther. Like right. if you cash that money out, give it a job, mm-hmm. put it somewhere to work for you, put it with a professional, unless yeah. you're doing this, you know, as almost full time mm-hmm. or, or I'm really passionate about it and know what you're doing, not passionate, know what you're doing. Right. Yeah, there's two different things. There's two different right? things of passion. And like, I'm really passionate about money. Like, so am I. Yeah, I was going to say, I've been passionate about a lot of things that, that yeah. I didn't know much about. But yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And think again, back that end, you know, what's your end goal? Because man, and, and I would have probably done the same thing 15 years ago or something. If, you know, I, I feel like what one of the things that about active duty, which I think we all fall into sometimes, some people I've, I've seen manage it really well. But it's like, uh, you know, we joke about things like retail therapy, you know, yeah. stuff like that. Essentially, we have like a high expense of retail therapy. I feel like if you come back from like a nine month deployment. Oh, how many new cars? Yeah, you, you go buy a car, line. you go buy a new motorcycle, you go buy a dirt you deserve bike. it. Yeah. And, and it's because you've been pent up yeah. for so long. You haven't spent, you know, like nine months later, you're like, oh, well, I've been gone all this time. It's no big deal. And then you do it. Then you've just taken on another depreciating asset. And like, you're just going, well, liability really. And you just add those up. And I think... It is because it's a psychological thing because you've been cooped up and not yeah. allowed. Like I've had nothing, no, no satisfaction. No internet. For, I've been on a ship yeah. or in a tent somewhere Yeah, or in a chew, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I think I'm going to get a boat. You know? Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Right. So, yeah. I think if you, if you look at, you know, that, that purple book, you know, rich dad, mm-hmm. poor dad, mm-hmm. like make your assets pay for your liabilities. Like, mm-hmm. Okay. Get that. But like, why don't you put that money into something that makes you money to cover that payment of that? We just, you know, oh, I got 50K, you know, okay, well, I'll put that in somewhere that makes me return that pays for that mm-hmm. payment. That's, I was talking about that on, I don't know, a couple episodes ago, because that's kind of my rule for myself post-military. Yeah. Okay. Um, because, you know, and I didn't, I wasn't thinking like that. You know, yeah. I did some things right, but most of them were accidentally right. You know, good intentions. And yeah. if it worked out, like, cool. And like you said, and like, but I would always question myself. That's, that's the person I am like, Oh, that was a smart move. Or was it, did I just get lucky? And then yeah. I, most of the time I'm going, Oh, that's pretty lucky. Or I happened to ask the right person at the right time for, you know, and, and it got guided the right way. But, um, after that, that's exactly what my rule for myself is now. It's like, okay, cool. Even if I have the cash for something like, Oh, if I want this truck, well, I've got to go make an investment that will bring me the cash to make that payment. You know, or, you know, even if I could have just paid for it in cash, like, no, I got to fund it with something because then I've got two positive results from that investment, at least, you know. And Jay, man, I'm the guilty of that. My first deployment, (laughs) what I do and come back and do. I bought a brand new Jeep. Right. You know, and I had that Jeep for 15 years. Mm -hmm. And I started realizing, like, you know, I was paying payments on this thing. I deployed for, you know, I deploy. And how much was I using this thing that I paid money on? Yeah. And I love the thing. But it got told a while back and I got, I decided to go like, you know what, do I need another liability? Mm-hmm. So I just used the money and bought like an impounded car. Right. You know, for six grand. I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't need something like that. I need to put my money to work for me. Yeah. I did the same thing. I got Tahoe when you when my 
Grand Cherokee died that I loved. Yeah. I love my Grand I love Cherokee. My Grand Cherokie. That was the one the last thing. one. Yeah, yeah, I loved it. And when it died, I was like, I was like, oh, this is it. And I got to the loaded, you know, um, it was you like 2007. It. Yeah, just <laughs> yeah. like crazy I was on deployment, you know, thing. like. Well, that was the thing hard. after that. I was on CD. I'm like, why did I do that? Because then I literally been paying because it's like, okay, this gloss black high-end thing. I'm Well, crap, I've got to store it now when I'm gone. So now I'm paying a payment, a yeah. high car payment, and I'm paying storage, and I'm gone you know, most of the first couple of years I had it where it's depreciating and I'm actually paying my payment plus. I'm like, wow, that did not, did not work out well. You know, I think one of my mentors told me why, even just a few months ago was like, you're focusing so much on your expenses. Mm-hmm. You need to focus on your income. Mm-hmm. It's like, get your income going. Expenses won't matter as much. Like right. it's not that Starbucks that you get every day. It's killing you. Yeah. So you're not making that extra bit of money. Yeah. Like while well, all your friends are going out drinking and whatnot, you you're you should be making money right like so i stopped drinking for almost the past year nice so on our anniversary i had a drink uh-huh and that's it right so it's like you know i gotta i gotta get this make this happen man you know i don't have the right re- i don't have all the time in the world to do mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. Yeah. so but i'll tell you what once this deal is closed in 60 days i'm gonna have a drink right <laughs> so that's because i celebrate yeah to celebrate yeah so for sure and it's something that was such a part of our culture in the military mm-hmm. is you know, blowing off steam, going to the O club afterwards or, or whatnot, especially in aviation, it is right. like pretty much ingrained. And yeah. it's just like, you know, you gotta, you gotta hustle when people are out there playing. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's, uh, uh kind of not on the money side of it, but, it, but same thing of being efficient and getting your job done. Uh, uh, two of my friends, Darren back during COVID again, I think yeah. that causes a lot of people even took a little mental inventory yep. and decided, Hey, how can I better? And some people execute and some people just like said, cool, I need this break and took time off. But two people I know decided like, Hey, I'm not going to drink, not because of even the money side, but because they're like, Hey, I'm going, even if it's like two nights a week and I'm not a hundred percent the next day, they're like recognizing that they weren't executing. Yeah as they should on those days. So like, Hey, until I can get that together, I'm not drinking. And I think that that's a great discipline to have, to be able to like, see where you're, you know, where you can do better. Like, Hey, what are the couple things that I can change to do better and be more efficient? And for those guys, that was, uh, that's what it was and seems to be working. You know? I think so. And like you talk about motivation, motivation, that doesn't last mm-hmm. dude. Like you're motivated and then you're like, Oh, well, that thing looks really good. I want to do this. Like, you know, discipline is what's mm-hmm. going to get you that next deal, that mm-hmm. next side hustle. Yeah. And that's just what I started realizing. I was like, Hey, I need to be more disciplined now. My motivation is going to ebb and flow, man. Like right. the days where I'm like, Oh man, I don't want to do this. So what I do now also is I wake up every morning at five and I have like an accountability group that meets mm-hmm. every day, mm-hmm. Monday through Friday. And we go over our goals and you know, what's really hard is when you go over your goals and you look at what you didn't do right? and how, how shitty you feel looking at like, Oh man, I missed a workout yesterday and today. And they're like, oh, you missed it. Like, could you have done it? And you're like, and it's always yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, sometimes overcome by events, but overall it's almost always that. So being accountable Mm -hmm. has really helped me out and just be like, hey, what's my schedule like? Right. I have these, I have three things I got to do every day. It has to involve real estate, fitness, relationship. Mm -hmm. Those three things. If I don't meet those three things. Right. You know, I didn't have, I didn't get my goals met. Yeah, no, that's huge. I, for me, it was a uh, similarly is just changing how I verbalize them to myself or how I looked at things myself. And I had to stop saying, oh, crap, you know, I, I, 
I put in 80 hours last week and yeah. I didn't do this because I didn't have time. And then I started going, no, I didn't make it a priority. I didn't prioritize my workout. And then you're going crap. And then I found, because again, when your head's down for so long, you know, like a, a COVID was a great example because we weren't going out doing stuff, but I'm like, no, we're doubling down. Like for me, myself, I'm like, I'm going to, you know, that's when I kicked off podcast, my podcast, because I haven't had time, you know, again, back didn't prioritize getting it started and just, we're going to do our marketing just going to go all in during this time. Cause I can't, if I can't go out and do what I want to do, then I might as well just work. And then, but after heads down for a while, you become inefficient. If you don't like, you know, you start losing track of the things that you want to do. And I realized, crap, I'm not prioritizing the things I need to do. Yeah. And I'm not being efficient my day and I'm getting done in 16 hours. What I could have done in 10 because I'm just not really impactful with what I'm doing and, and I'm still not doing the things I want to do as well. So I'm just double losing out, you know? And I think we talk about balance a lot, but I think it's more, you know, harmonizing. I mean, times where I'm like all on real estate mm -hmm. and, you know, my relationship stuff isn't get taken care of that day. Mm -hmm. But then you have to, you know, you come back and you have to realign that and be like, hey, the next day you have to give that back. Right. So you can't just ignore one thing. It's like, what does it matter if I have all this success, if I don't have my relationship going? So that's yeah. like the biggest thing is your partnership mm -hmm. is uh, something you can't just ignore. Yeah. Like even your, your fitness, you can't ignore. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then your business, you can't ignore either. Yeah. Like, yeah. You can for a couple of days, but like, man, you, you're going to, you're going to pay for it. Yeah. I, I, I found it too. I think it, it took me a while to find what my balance was because people talk about balance a lot, but I think it's different for everybody of how it works. And for me, it just didn't work like, Hey, I'm going to, you know, I need to only work X amount of hours because in that I need to do something for me in the evening or whatever. So other than like the fitness part, cause I think that just has to be, you know, has to be non-negotiable, man. has to be. But other than that, for me, what, what I've learned is what balances and what, where I'm most effective is I can be more heads down with work for like several weeks or something, you know, and do some stuff. Yes. You're still doing some stuff. Don't get me wrong, but I don't have to have like a plenty of time off every day or full weekends or something. I can do that for six weeks, seven weeks. If I, if every like month and a half, two months, I just take four days or something to do. Cause if I can just do what I want for a full three days, four days, yeah, that just recharges me more than say having a little bit of time every day to be myself, you know? And that's what, what I've kind of learned for me. I would much rather just be able to go. I mean, it sucks last year. We couldn't really travel, but just go somewhere where I can just get to easily and, uh, you know, spend four days away from everything and come back ready to go. Um, so that's kind of more my balance style, but it took me a long time to learn that too, because we didn't get to make those choices, right? No, In the military, yeah, you, do, yeah, you yeah. rest when they tell you to rest. <laughs> yep. But yeah, yeah. So yeah, I guess I feel like a lot of our, our conversation today, besides real estate, is really come back to uh, a little bit of self-awareness. Yeah. And I think it's something that a lot of us just think that, hey, this day you're retiring is far away and that thing sinks up on you, man. Yeah. I'm 21 years in and, I, and I'll tell you like, whoa, like I realized like two years ago, I'm like, I need to figure something out. Right. Do I want to be a contractor flying in West Africa getting dengue fever? Right. I don't know what that is, but my friend got <laughs> sounds bad. bad. Sounds really bad. <laughs> right. So and that's what I, I'm like, dude, why would I want to do that again? Because that was to make the income I want. Right. That's what I'd have to do. Right. Is be a pilot, a contract pilot and what and somewhere like I don't want to be right doing that. Yeah. So it's just that what is your plan and the stuff sneaks up and everything ends. Mm -hmm. People have to move on. Yeah. And I just realized that what's the best way to build wealth? Like if I'm gone once, you know, well, when I'm gone, like mm -hmm. my family has stuff once I'm gone, not just a check. Right. Or my 401k. Right. 
but real stuff. And I think that you're right. We've moved kind of around from, you know, real estate to kind of like goals and, and that, but I think it comes, it does come down to is that what is your end? Right. Hey, yeah. If full circle back to all the routes that we've taken, both of us have come back to real estate yeah. as our, as our financial security, to be totally honest, you know, like, yeah, there's other things that I'm sure we both are invested in. And a lot of it that does come back to, I believe that that balance that you're talking about and it takes a while to find your own route to it but because you know once you once you get it established that can that can pay you forever or as long as you know i'm around yeah. no, <laughs> yeah. and, I, and i think that it, it's something that you think everyone else has your best interest in mind right like who's a better steward of your capital or your money than you right like i remember hearing my uncle say once i'm like well what's your 401k in he's like oh i have a guy that manages that for me mm -hmm. and i'm like oh my gosh like the time I, even then I was like, well, don't you know what you get? No, he sends me a check. I'm like, well, I would want to know. <laughs> right. You know, right. same with like the property that we own. Mm -hmm. I hired a manager, man. I managed it myself, two right. units. And that was a lot of work. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to do that job. Right. You know, I don't want to change toilets out and get maintenance going on mm -hmm. stuff. Like that's, that's a, and she works her ass off. But what I do is the asset manager. So you got to make sure that your asset is pumping mm -hmm. there. Yeah. I like, think of it as like, your money is your child, right? Like your all your professionals managing it are the daycare. Mm -hmm. You're still raising that kid, right? Like if the right. daycare says, I want to do this, like, well, that's my kid. You're doing this. Yeah. So yeah. I look at it as that way. Like you got it. You're the best to every capital. Don't right. just entrust someone else and blindly say this 401k isn't take care of me. It's not going to. Yeah, that's true. I, I, we, I, as soon as you said, you're talking about, you know, having the rental manager and stuff too. I don't want to manage my rentals. I, I want nope. nothing to do with that. And it's, Again, not that you can't or not that anybody can't. It's just, man, it can be a pain in the ass. You can. But I think that it is cool. I I, I recommend when they were asking me about it, I'm like, dude, manage yourself just a little bit because so many people when they first start, and I mean, there's some bad managers out there too. You gotta find, you know, find the one that, that works for you. Yes. But people are like, oh my God, but I gotta pay this much to this rental management. Like, do it yourself for a year. And you'll have like maybe six months where you're like, this, I'm just cashing checks. This is great. But when something does go wrong, then you'll see how much those people earn their money. They do. And we do section eight. Mm -hmm. So uh, it's not, it's just a different right. demographic. Yeah. And I think that I've never dealt with that in the ins and outs. Mm -hmm. So having a professional that actually was like a HUD inspector do that right. and know what they're doing, like that's worth the money. Absolutely. But you're there to make sure like so multifamily, it, look at any apartment complex or any real, that's a bit, you're buying a business. Right. So it's easy to say, reduce expenses, increase income, mm -hmm. makes it worth more. Right. But who's going to do that for you? Yes, the manager is going to make it, not saying they don't want to make it easier for themselves, but like, do they care if it's if it's 200 bucks more a month at this place or right. not? You care about that. So it's your job to make sure that those rents are pushed. Right. And right. I think for me as a landlord, when I was managing it myself. Right. I'll be like, I know this guy, he lived for eight years. Yeah, Nick, eight years because you didn't raise the rent, dude. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So all that money you're missing out on right there. Like, so I was a nice landlord. Mm -hmm. And now I'm like, we had a big rent push right before COVID. And the manager's like, we're not going to be able to make this. Right. And I said, no, I think we can. I'm not saying I'm an expert, but I'm like, let's try to push it and see who leaves. No mm -hmm. one left. No one left during right. COVID. And I was like, oh man, I'm not saying she was, she could have been right or wrong. I don't know. But I said, we'll test it out with a few units. Yeah. And we went and no one left. So that's your job is that as the asset manager, you're the, you're the owner. Right. Like you got to make sure that thing goes up. 
Also, even even the best people that you're working with, sometimes it's good for them to know that you are paying attention. Yeah. You know, if you're asking the question, even if even if they explain it to you and you're like, no, you're right, you're exactly right, let's go with it. They know that you're paying attention. They yeah. know that you're actively engaged. You gotta have those systems in place. Like we have, I have a weekly pulse set up that has it so you you call every week and you go through those key performance uh-huh. you know, and KPIs. Yeah. You know, everyone, the, the hotness, you know. Yep. And you go over those things. And it's not like a hard call. It's like, yeah. you know, 15 minutes, maybe 10 minutes, sometimes 30 if there's a lot of stuff going on. But you got to be be plugged in, man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you're not watching it, man, it just gets away from you. It does. It does. And it can be, yeah, it can get way, you know, you can go down the wrong way quickly if you're not you know, but if you're, you're right though, if you're tracking normally, you can see it start to slip or something like that. You know, you have a week or two and it's like, all right, whatever. But then three or four and you're like, eh, we got a problem. Yeah. And I think the biggest thing comes from is that you can do this on your own, mm-hmm. but you got to go with someone who has systems. Mm-hmm. Like the systems is what's going to save you. Like, yeah. like you said, you could do the management yourself, but you don't want to do it. They have systems in place. Right. Like, so that's what I did is I told you I joined like a mastermind mm-hmm. and even before I joined it after I'm at apartment complex. Right. And that's helped me implement a lot of these systems, man. So it's yeah. like average rent where we had it was 460 mm-hmm. for one bedrooms outside of Cleveland. Right. Now it's at 650. Right. And that income, I mean, is, you know, I'm, I'm making so much more a year on that. Mm-hmm. And because multifamily is determined on how much money it makes your net operating income. Right. It's doubled in value. Mm hmm. So just from that, right? You know, crazy. Yeah, that it, you know, it's, it seems like a small change. Yeah, it seems like a small change, but single unit, but multiplying hundred bucks yeah. across twenty four, a hundred. Yeah. You're talking hundreds of thousands of dollars in yeah. value. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, you can't do that with single family. Right, right. That's a multifamily's got some serious magic in it. Man. Sure, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And it, I'm just kind of uh, intrigued with a lot of that now. And probably some of it is just, you know, listen to Lane's. Yeah. <laughs> listen to Lane and so the way he, he phrases things and puts things, you're just like, man, that's just kind of, uh, you know, the make you a better millionaire that hooks you right there. I just need a cool tagline like that. Yeah, I know. And we'll work on it. We'll yeah, work on it. That's gonna be, that's, yeah. That's what we've got to do. Less yeah. of a knucklehead or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Less, yeah. Less more. <laughs> right. But anything like that, but no, that, yeah, that's pretty amazing. And those little changes do make a big difference, you know? And then when you, you were talking about like reduce expense and then increase income. Well, when you do a little bit of both, yeah. You know, and that's the other thing that people are like, Oh, well, it's doing great. I did this, but well, if you can reduce expense by, $50 a month per thing per unit and you're increased that income by a hundred dude that oh man it, it, could, it's crazy show you the math it'll blow your mind what even what 25 bucks a unit will mm-hmm. do mm-hmm. you know we're talking in the tens to hundreds of thousands of dollars that it'll, it'll get you across the right board, just in those little increases but on the other side of the part of not wanting to um you know not be worth it to manage yourself sometimes or whatever the case is uh, another guy I know that does, uh, he has a couple, he has two Airbnbs, you know, his own that okay. he manages and kind of the flip side, which I hadn't really thought about before. Cause I don't like managing those. I mean, I had a couple and I managed mine myself for a little bit and yeah. again, to learn and see what's going on and then offload as quickly as I can. But he realized, you know, him and his wife kind of manage theirs. And then it's like, well, crap. I'm always having to watch for the phone. I'm always have to double check emails because, you know, like if there's a problem, there's whatever. Yes. So he's like, well, it didn't take that much more to 
do it for 10 as it did for two, he couldn't like purchase 10. So then he just started managing other people's because he's like, okay, cool. Well, now at least I'm getting some income for it. Yes. I'm actually making income for the time that I'm spending on mine. And, and the real actual time uh, difference wasn't, wasn't that much. So again, you know, he'd already put his little, whatever little, you know, small system for just doing a couple, but it's something that a lot of people can do at the big basic level is look at things like that. Hey, if you're doing it for yourself, maybe there's a market to do it for a handful of people. And that's people, I say you need money. You mm -hmm. don't, mm -mm. you just go out there and say, call an owner up and be like, yeah. Hey, I'll manage this for you. Mm -hmm. And you can work out a deal with him. So think about our, 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 you know, our lives in the military. If you, you've got so many people, a lot of people reach out all the time to me. Hey, can you, somebody manage my property while I'm deployed? I want to rent it while I'm deployed and stuff. Well, there, there's its own little economy right there for people just trading off on doing that. Yes. Like, hey, I'll, you know, for X amount, I'll watch yours, there's yours, because you guys are all deploying, but when I'm gone, I'll pay you watch to watch mine. mine. And, you know, there's just so many ways, like you said, you don't have to have the money, but you can generate it or you can find those, uh, you know, I don't want to say loopholes, but find creative ways to help each other. I think you're right, especially in the market now, you just gotta be creative, man. Mm -hmm. Just do what others aren't doing. Exactly. You know, that's something people aren't really doing out there. Like mm -hmm. everyone's calling, you know, talking to real estate agents and whatnot. Like, well, maybe you call some of the owners. Yeah. Maybe you, you know, knock on some doors or something. Mm -hmm. So figure out what's gonna work for you. And like, that's why I said, like people think, oh, it's cause you already had money. I'm like, even if I didn't have money, I could still find something. Right. You, know, you still provide value. Like a lot of people with money aren't the one finding the deals. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, that's back to that point too. A lot of people don't want to do the work if they don't know how to do it. But then there's some people do and yeah. those get that. Like you're saying, like not a lot of people are going to go knock on doors for the first deal or no, even know what to say or what to do. Yeah. But if they do it, that's part of a lesson too. Like, I think that time is not what, even if you don't get a deal from that, you get an appreciation for what it takes to the time and effort it takes to be plugged in to be able to have those deals. Yeah, I think that's a lot of people in the military, you want all the information before you make a decision. Yeah. Like I'm the same way, I want all the info, mm -hmm. then I'll make it. Well, if you have everything, you're never gonna make a decision, man. Right. It doesn't really matter what you know, it's what you can actually apply. Mm -hmm. So like, I'm guilty of being like, well, I have to all the information, then I'll make a decision. Like, well, by that time, that someone that knows something, wait, listen, you just made the move on it. Yeah. Yeah. So the paralysis of analysis, man. A hundred percent. I think that you do have to get the I'm education. Guilty of that sometimes yeah. too. I think we all are. Mm -hmm. So education is important, but most important, I think, is finding a mentor or someone. Find someone doing what you want to be mm -hmm. doing and yeah. link up with them. Yeah. Or multiples of them. Yeah, even multiple better. of them. Exactly. You know? And that's the best way you can do it. Is find a mentor. Find a find a coach. Like I. I have a coach. Uh -huh. I have someone that you pay money, and this is not going to be cheap. Yeah, people that are making millions of dollars aren't just going to do it for free, right? So you're going to pay money for that. Yeah. So think of it as: is it an investment or is it a cost? Yeah, yeah. So and, well, no, and I, I see that too. I think it's definitely an investment, and I think that you can. Um, and again, you just don't jump out there and take wh whoever whoever's around, and usually anyone I've taken coaching from has been recommended by a kind of the same yeah. thing. Like, you know, how we got, you know, connected, but uh, you know, currently I have, and I've, I change them out regularly too. Not so regularly that you don't get the advantage, but I want the different perspectives, but you know, I pay for real estate coaching, right? Yes. For the, for the residential side, I have a financial coach, but not like an advisor, but how to grow the business and how to like really uh, dig in and look at the numbers, look at the money, look at those indicators and stuff like that, because that's something I, I felt if I'm growing in multiple different businesses, I need to understand the finances of, of and the different 
options for those. So, and then I have marketing coach because I'm like in the few, I, I just know to, to last in any of the businesses I'm in now, I have to really under, I hate marketing, hate it. Like, especially the social media side, yeah. but I have to understand it and I have to, and it doesn't mean I'm going to do my own marketing. Like we were talking about, it's kind of like, to me, that is like the, Hey, let me be my own rental manager for a little bit. So I see the pains, but I also, so I know what questions to ask and if the people aren't doing what they should be doing with, with it when I, you know, when I'm paying for it, but all those things, you're right. They're not cheap, but right. it's, it's more expensive to not do it. To not do it. And that's what come back to is like, professionals you know first amateurs like mm -hmm. you need to hire a professional mm -hmm. like people say if you go on bigger pockets and people ask about coaching or these like mastermind groups mm -hmm. and like don't spend the money here put it in your first deal i'm like no man like put that into a coach yeah that's gonna save you money do you think i haven't saved money from having a coach mm -hmm. yeah i would have bought the wrong deal without a coach right i would be thousands a lot more in debt than i you know what am right now right it's gonna save you money yeah so yeah. you don't have to like spend 50 grand for a coach or 30 grand just find someone who's doing it and provide them value like yeah. say hey i can make calls for you let me come like that's just the worst thing you hear is probably people say like can i come pick your brain yeah something like ah that's not like fun to me man you yeah. know like it doesn't sound like fun like hey like Let's talk. I want to like ask some questions and maybe take you to lunch or something like mm -hmm. that or, or coffee. Right. So we're like, hey, I'm looking at this thing. What do you think? And just kind of like ask for it. And if someone tells you to do something like a coach, you better do it. That's the other that so many people like how many times have you seen people say, oh, I didn't get so much from this coaching. Did you do or, what he said? Or or like, said? Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, I didn't like what they were telling me. Of course not, because you're not doing the things you need to do, yes. you know, or they wouldn't be telling you to do them. That's why you need a coach to tell you to do the things you don't want to do. You know, yeah. it's. But, and I think we've all been there too, especially when we're younger, you know, like I'm plenty of times I'm sure in the military, but we didn't have an option. So you just kind of like frowned and went and did it, you know, or like, yeah, <laughs> I think it's almost like we're told what to do. So yeah. you just do it. Mm -hmm. I think like, I forgot who was saying it. Coach of the Lakers was back like 10 years ago. I think he was talking about coaching. He's like, Hey, of all my athletes that I have, 90% of them need me to whip them into shape. Yeah. 10% are self-motivated and will do it. Mm -hmm. And man, I'm the 90%, dude. Yeah. You know, we need someone to whip us into shape and, and get you motivated. Mm -hmm. It just makes you go to that next level mm -hmm. is having someone hold you accountable and like, yeah, did you do what I said? Like, I've gone on calls my coach, like, well, about this, like, well, I didn't just like, I told you to do that. Like, why are you paying me money to do this? And you're like, ah, oh, damn it. Right. You know? So. That's why you're paying a professional for help. Mm -hmm. Well, if even if, even if you're successful or, or any level of success you have, you're going to, by human nature, continue doing the things that you enjoy. And as long as you're still doing something, you're, you're making some kind of money, you're going to feel like, oh, look, what I'm doing is working. But where could you be if you were doing the things that you don't yes. want to do that are just the, you know, and, and that's where like a, a good coach can be like, look, I know you're not going to do X, Y, and Z. You hate all three of these. So, but why is the thing that's missing most for you? Yeah. So go do this one thing. And you're like, oh crap, you just like basically increased my output by 25% with one thing. No, and I'll, and I'll tell you like, I didn't get a cushion after I had my first apartment complex. Mm -hmm. I just thought like, well, I'm already big. How do I get bigger faster? Right. And that's how I realized like the coaching is a way to do it. Right. Like, and also like, especially like you join a mastermind, a group, people may poo poo it, but it's like, mm -hmm. It's not for the education, which is which is important, right? But it's the networking, man. Right. Like I found my deals through the network, mm -hmm. and and I think that's something too. You've got to find the right ones for you. Like the yeah. first one might not be it because you know everybody and their brother wants to have a mastermind now, and there's some phenomenal ones, and then there's some that are just 
garbage, yep. you know? Um, but you're right. It is the network. Well, it's, it's kind of uh, a friend of mine was talking to me, uh, cause they haven't used their GI bill, you know, and they have a degree and they're like, oh man, I'm thinking of just going and getting, I just spent a year this year. They started doing their MBA, but it was all online and stuff yeah. too. And I'm like, dude, like the biggest thing benefit you're going to get from that is networking. Like hold off and go as soon as things open back up, then go jump into that, you yes. know, cause they're same thing. He retired and it's like, go to your MBA when it's done and you're in class with these people that are going to be doing business in the same city as you. Because I think that's really what you gain from that. Cause otherwise most of it is putting phrases and words to stuff you already know, because you've been doing something you know, if for, for 20 years, so, you know, a lot of the stuff or the principles behind it, and they're just giving words to it. You know, when I did mine, it was like, that's how I felt. I'm like, oh, uh, cool. That's what that's called. Yeah. I know what it is. But if you're not getting that networking, that's huge, huge. That's it. I mean, that's, that's what you're, that's what you really that's are what paying, you're paying for. for. Yeah. <laughs> is that, it's like, yeah, you can get that education on the internet somewhere mm -hmm. from, you know, but that's what you're paying for is those doors that will open. Like, like with me in college, like I'm a psych major, history major. Mm -hmm. Did that help me be a pilot? Not at all. Right. It just got me a door open so I can go in the military. Yeah. But look at all my friends that went to those Ivy League schools aren't much more like as far as like arduous than any other school, but it gives you that network. Right. That's what you're paying for. Yeah. And I know true. it's hard to pay for friends and people, but that's, <laughs> that's really what you're paying for. Yeah. Yeah. Just that. And, and and then when you find the right ones, you're getting connected with better people. And when I don't want to say better, like better people as in them as a person, but you're more useful for what you're trying to do. And yeah. then you're around people that are going to motivate you and, and you know, all those good things. So, it, but I feel like that's one of the things you get from coaching too, is essentially their network. Cause if you're paying this person who is coaching other people doing things at high levels yeah. and you have a question, well, you're getting the knowledge that is getting shared with them from all the people they're coaching too. So, you know, it's not just this one person or that one group, you know, and you can parlay their street cred. Like you just go like, Hey, I'm partnered with this person mm -hmm. at this institution. They look at them up and I'm like, Oh my God, this person's a real person who's done really well. So you yeah. can like, you know, if you find someone a deal, like they're going to go in on with you. Right. Right. So it's like, you can parlay their experience in 15 years of being in whatever business. Right. And into yours also. Yeah. A hundred percent. Well, Hey man, I don't want to oh, take man. up like all of your day. It was awesome, man. I think that for me, just for any military member, like learn from my mistakes, man, like learn from what I did wrong. Like right. I'm going to give you guys my phone number and my, uh, you know, my Instagram. Mm -hmm. So just reach out, man. I'll talk on the phone. I think that's the best way to do it. Mm -hmm. If you're in San Diego, I'll meet with you in person, mm -hmm. you know, obviously social distance and all that stuff. Right. Right. But, uh, you know, yeah, I think that I want to help people avoid mistakes I made mm -hmm. and get to a point where they can make wealth. I'm not there yet, but I'm definitely well on the path. Right. So it's like, I know it's, it's really hard from people in the military when you're transitioning. And that's a hard part for me, man. Like I'm, have to reinvent myself. Yeah. You know, my fiance is pharmaceutical sales. So she knows she is all sales. Mm -hmm. And now I have to be in the mindset of like, I didn't realize being an entrepreneur, which is what we are, is sales. Mm -hmm. And that's what I have to do every day is sell myself. Like when right. I talk to a real estate broker, I have to be like, you have to sell yourself, man. Like you have to, you have to be able to do that. Mm -hmm. You can't just hide behind an Excel spreadsheet and think the deals are going to come to you. Right. So you have to go out there and do that. I think that's the hardest point is kind of making that first step. Yeah. And I think the first step is, is reaching out to people that are doing it and just say, Hey man, can I talk to you for a bit? Yeah. Can I, you know, run this by you or what do you think about this? You know?
Yeah. And then the next step is reading some book, getting educated. After that, think about a mastermind, get some ex- education, a little bit of like knowledge, and then start doing it and get a coach. Right. Those are kind of steps I would do. And the networking, calling people costs you nothing. Yeah. Like, I don't know if you're familiar with the commit program. Mm-mm. It does like a kind of transition for the military. Uh-huh. Really awesome program. And they said, you're just a few cups of coffee away for your next job. Right. Or you're, and I look at that as my next deal. Right. You know? Yeah. That's pretty much where you're at. So just start making connections and start talking to people. And, you know, man, it costs you nothing to make that phone call. I tell you what. I made a phone call and it got me into a deal that pays my retirement. One right. phone call. So that's it. And, and something I think that shouldn't be overlooked. And I think I overlooked it quite a bit and you're doing it naturally, but you're in, you know, while you're in the military, yes, you're net, you know, you network to a degree, but if you're more open-minded and I don't want to say open-minded, I guess more, yeah. Open-minded to paying attention to what people are doing around you. There's probably people around you that are doing things that you could learn from, or you could want to do too. We just don't always talk about those things. Cause you know, we're, we're working, it's a different life. You know, you know, people, uh, you know, a certain degree of people, you don't always know the other things they're doing outside. And some people are doing some cool, cool stuff. And if you kind of maybe, uh, get to know people even more than we do. You know, you know, the closest people around you, yes. but pay attention to that second and third tier of people you're in contact with, because there could be some people doing some really cool stuff that you could learn from. And there might be some stuff also where people have some needs that, you know, once you're aware of that, you can help kind of fill gaps in what they're trying to do. So I think that, uh, something that gets overlooked a little bit is we have a pretty extensive network yeah, that we don't tap into sometimes. Yeah. And leverage that leverage that network. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't think I lead with like a military pilot, military officer. When I call people on the phone, mm-hmm. I need an in. I use it all the time, man. Right. Like use that. You have it. And that is an advantage. It's just some guy or girl calling you up. Yeah. Say what you are like. Mm-hmm. I mean, I want to talk to Nick Cooper, but Nick Cooper, the former or current pilot, mm-hmm. that's something I might want to talk to or right. a person that was in the Navy or Marine Corps, whatever, like leverage that bit that you have, especially civilians. Like you go outside of like a San Diego or somewhere else. It's a bigger deal that you were in the military. Yeah. Non-military like area. Non-military area. Like it's saturated. a bigger people are like, we'll actually give you a call back. Mm-hmm. May not give you like a three calls back, but you know, you're going to get that first call back and <laughs> right. it's up to you to keep them on the phone. Yeah. I think that's something that uh, we don't take advantage of. You just mm-hmm. assume like, oh, I did my duty. No, man, sell yourself. Right. You did badass stuff, like sell it. You know, people want to hear about it. I think that's hard for sure. I mean, cause I, I hate that too. Like, but I, it's kind of like, no, it's just my job. It's what I do or did. And then you just realize too, though, that you've got to, I don't know, it adds a connection. Like you said, there is a connection to some of that. It's weird how many people have done business with that do same thing. They're in helicopters like us or different jobs that are related to that. And it, it's not because I knew them all, but it's because that's your connections. Yes. That's where that trickles out. And then it's also that familiarity. So if someone's like, oh, connects me, oh, you know, this Jay, he did, you know, this. And they're like, oh shit, okay. You know, even better than being able to sell yourself is if, if once you get, as that network goes, people sell you for you. And that's even easier, right? Yeah. And I, I think that's a great thing is like, I was on like a meetup, a virtual meetup, which, you know, better than nothing. Mm-hmm. I see a guy in the background with like an A-10 in the back. I'm like, Oh, he's definitely a pilot. Yeah. So I like message him. I'm like, Hey man, let's connect off, off of this. So you already have an instant connection there yeah. that you're a military member and you're in aviation. Yeah. So I think it's something like, man, partly that, like there's a lot of people out there. There's lots of us there and use that network. So if you guys want to give me a call, give me my real number. So 619-990-8848. And then 
for us on Instagram, it's just Hudson Blue, like Hudson the River, Blue, MF. That's it. Find us on there. So love to talk to you guys and, and do and anything else, man. And and leverage leverage us, leverage people like me and Jay and people that come on this podcast. And, and I'll tell you what, man, it'd be surprising. Like I've reached out to people that have are really very successful and they've answered the phone. Yeah for me so i want to give that back yeah for sure and i i just want to like i think it's important to mention how brave it was for you just to give your phone number your your real number out there because real number because all of your military friends are now going to post that in some really yeah, probably some. really really <laughs> shady places so you know i i think that should be should be you definitely get some credit for uh wanting to share enough to take that risk hey i take it out there man i know for a while i was yeah. afraid of putting stuff on the social yeah. media and everywhere but hey man this is what you're going to be, man. Yep. Yeah. So sure. might as well just, just be the part, you know, and yeah. transition for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, Hey, I can't thank you enough for taking time out to come out in the COVID world, you know, or yeah, meet you in person. And next time will be, uh, when my deals closed and sounds good over a drink. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited to hear more about it. And, uh, you know, especially when it uh, wraps up and see how that worked out. Awesome. Yeah. Today was the first day of, uh, we signed the papers today. So should be about two months from now. Oh, right. Maybe we'll have to, uh, do another recording on closing day. We'll bookend it or something. Yeah. Awesome. Maybe the day after just to <laughs> yeah. make sure it goes through. Yeah. There, yeah. There you go. <laughs> Sounds good. All right, Nick. Thanks so much, man. Thanks, Jay. I appreciate it, my man.